What's going on guys, your boy Chris here from Magidism FC, the go-to destination from everything related to Los Blancos. And thank you for joining me in today's discussion where we are going to be talking about Carletto Ancelotti, the current Real Madrid manager as of today. Um, I think you can make an argument that uh, Real Madrid is looking for Ancelotti to leave and they are wondering whether Ancelotti is going to be taking the bait and taking that early Brazil job. So... I thought this this would be a good video to do because obviously the season's over and we can compare a little bit the first tenure of Ancelotti, which was from 2013 to 2015, and then this current tenure, which is you know from 2021 to 2023 as of now. So uh, why do, why do I like to compare those two uh, tenures? Is because he's pretty much had two seasons and he's played virtually the same amount of games in each tenure independently so uh first i want to just give like an overall rating of what this season was like especially comparing it to last season and then what do i think ramajir should do what are his faults what are his uh you know his good things that he does as a manager and uh we'll go from there so carleto ancelotti first let's start with his tactics i think it's fair to say that uh he's not the most tactical coach uh i don't think we have a i don't think anybody can pinpoint exactly what his style is it seems to be something very fluid uh very adaptive which is probably a pro that he has and i think this season overall i think he was probably he did more when it came to you know to moving pieces around this season than he did last season so i think we saw an ancelotti that was a little bit more flexible but at the end of the day, I think he did make some some very crucial choices that, you know, that obviously maybe led us to the wrong path. And I think that could have been um, solved if we had another manager that wasn't such a people pleaser, that isn't so loyal to the players, that it's more just loyal to a system. So, um, so yeah, I guess we can narrow it down to Ancelotti having a system of people pleasing. I think let's just be honest right there. Uh, he's not a bad coach. Obviously, I think he he's the most decorated coach. Uh, when it comes to European champions. So, I mean, we do have one of the best. And he is a manager that uh, has a very good synergy with uh, with the Real Madrid board, with the Real Madrid emblem, the history, because I think he, he kind of personifies what a Real Madrid statesman looks like. You know what I mean? He's classy. Um, you know, he's obviously a people person. He's um, he just carries himself like a gentleman, and I think that's what we all kind of picture when it, when we see Real Madrid uh, statesmen. So he, I feel like he's he feels like he's one of the the board members, and they know he's not gonna complain about lack of signings. He knows that he's um, you know, he's part of the establishment, uh, you know, for for lack of better words, and he's gonna pretty much make do with whatever you give him, and he's not gonna complain about it. He's gonna be very grateful that he's there. So, and I think we, we kind of saw that because um, it's honestly, I think of the, the season when we won the, the Champions League, I think that was kind of a unrepeatable season because I don't think we were destined uh, in normal terms to win the Champions League. And uh, we had a Barcelona team that pretty much underperformed in every level, pretty much how Real Madrid did this season. So why did this season go to worse? Well... Some of the inevitables ended up happening, which was um, obviously Karim Benzema is getting is getting to an age where he it was very hard for him to replicate what he did the season prior, 
and the writing was on was on the you know what's big on the sky. The writing was came with fireworks and all, saying, "Hey, we need a backup striker for Benzema." So that was kind of our our goals when it came to last summer, having a backup striker, having a backup uh, right back, and then even having like a backup right winger stuff like that. So obviously those things did not happen, and that's not Ancelotti's fault. I'm I'm sure Ancelotti would have loved to have a a competent backup striker, but um. That wasn't the case. So, obviously, Benzema, you know, injuries started catching up to him. Uh, his age started catching up to him. I think once those two things start to combine, uh, I think the inevitable will happen. And we were already getting hints of that um, the season prior, especially in the second part, because he Benzema did, did miss a few games around January that I, I remember clearly. And... Um, that little rhythm that he had uh, in that period of time kind of ended up being the whole rhythm he had this season was, you know, him being very absent, miss a lot of important games, and um, and then it happened what, what, what we all thought was going to come, but we never thought it would happen. So as far as Benzema goes and handling Benzema, I think Ancelotti took a big L. There was a lot of, a lot of games where Benzema just he just owned Ancelotti. He pretty much, you had to do what, what he what he said. Benzema just wanted to keep playing. He would get injured. He would come back, and then he would play 90 minutes, and then he would get injured again, come back, play 90 minutes, and so on and so on. So pretty much Benzema ended up playing one game. He'll not play the other game and vice versa, and, you know, that just ended up not working out. Um, the right-back situation uh, obviously, everybody was a little more, um, you know, a little more negative when it came to it. But actually, I think that ended up uh, working out quite well, surprisingly. Carvajal and Lucas, hey, it worked out. You know, Carvajal, I thought he played really well in the, in the big games. And then Lucas, whenever he was he was needed, he he performed. So I think nobody expected that and that, that, that ended up working out. But something else that I want to that I want to talk about with Ancelotti is that some of those crucial decisions that I was alluding to earlier that kind of made the team kind of fuck up at some point, which was which was uh, kind of putting Shawmeni uh, in jail when he came to just having good performance. He put him in, like, soccer jail, pretty much. Uh, I think the team looked the strongest when Adeline Shawmeni was playing. And then, uh, especially in the first half of the of the season, you know, I think Kroos and Modric were looking a lot stronger when Schwamini was there. And uh, he, everybody was talking about how wow, this player has. It seems like he's been he's been there for like ten seasons in a row. So I mean, nobody was uh, no in the beginning. Nobody was talking about Casemiro. Casemiro left. Everybody was like, well, we have a new, younger. A more solid version of Casemiro, who who's better on the ball, and he is better on the ball quite considerably. But um, you know, the World Cup happened, so it's so I, I feel like this season everyone gets a little bit of a pass in some ways because it wasn't a normal season. You know what I mean? So when when the when the players were back from the World Cup, Shamini stayed in fucking Qatar, and I think. Uh, Obviously, he did not perform that well, but where Ancelotti did that mistake was just forgetting about him too quickly. And um, yeah, I think that was a, that was a bad move. I think that kind of confused the player. He did have a good World Cup. He played amazing in the World Cup, um, and then pretty much 
came back, you know, it took him a while. So did Modric, took him a while. So, so did Fede Valverde, took him a while. And I think Chamonix shoot. I think Chamonix just drew the the short end of the stick. To be honest, I think um, he was the sacrifice scapegoat for Ancelotti because he's like, hey, I have all these really good midfielders. I see him slacking a little bit, so I'm gonna keep Modric and Kroos happy this way. So he he took the L, and then Valverde obviously they had to. He he's kind of becoming that that player that you want to keep happy and no matter what. So. Chamonix being the new player ended up being the scapegoat, and I think that really hurt Real Madrid a lot because uh, when you compare this season to last season, um, so our goals, our, our goal ratio this season was 39 goals, right? So that means that we scored 75 goals, and um, they scored on us 36 times. So there's a difference of 39 plus goals, and when you compare that to last season there's uh 49 plus goals so actually uh you know we didn't score as much and then we let in more goals obviously but uh even though i think honestly when it comes to points even though we only reached 78 points and then the last season we reached 86 points i know towards towards the end when we knew barca won the league this season we just kind of threw in the towels in those games and um i think virtually this is kind of as good as it gets with Ancelotti because uh, numbers are somewhat the same. You know what I mean? And then uh, points-wise, I think if, if it would have been a closer league, it would have been somewhat the same. So um, this is this is what this is what we get with Ancelotti. I think um, there's no reason why it would be different next season because it's pretty much, you know, same types of players almost. I know Benzema left. Well, so far there's no one that's that's coming in for Benzema. Jose Lu doesn't count because he came in for Mariano. Brian came in for Asensio, which, which has less goals. Bellingham come in, who has a lot of goals, but um, pretty much is the same team. You know what I mean? Same same thing. So uh, I actually expect us to be a little more defensive next season because since I think Ancelotti knows that the team is not going to be able to score as many goals or maybe just the same amount of goals, we have to be more solid. Uh, defensively so so yeah guys uh, the first tenure with Ancelotti which I, I spoke to earlier in that 2013 to 2015 he played 119 games and in this tenure he has played 117 games so give or take probably a Champions League final or something uh, but um, pretty much is this was Ancelotti's first tenure but in reverse because he's won the same amount of titles which is Champions League league uh Copa del Rey and uh, Super Cup and uh, what is it the, the other tournament the FIFA World Cup so I think this is it is what it is I think that's that's what we get with Ancelotti uh, same amount of goals per matches it's about two point something two point two two point three obviously uh, his goal average was a lot better in the first tenure because we had a monster like Cristiano Ronaldo but it's a very um, similar style it's a very similar setup. And I think if the board wants different results, we got to get a different coach. So uh, there you have it, guys. So this was a little bit of a breakdown. It's a little bit um, kind of impromptu the way I came up with it, to be honest. I came up with it this morning. But uh, let me know what you guys think about Ancelotti. Uh, you know, there's there's some rumors that maybe for next season we go for Xavi Alonso. Maybe Raul gets uh, promoted to the first to the first team. Uh, or, you know, there's always Zidane. Zidane can come back. But um, let me know what you guys thought was the downfalls with Ancelotti. 
Uh, I also thought he, you know, he handled the Camavinga thing quite well. He found a, he found a space for him in the left back when, you know, midfield it was going sort of well, and Camavinga ended up you know, probably polishing himself, uh, losing a little bit of that, you know, anxiety that he has sometimes in the beginning of each game, uh, in the defense. So, I think he did quite quite well there, even though that was kind of the champs kind of idea because uh, I, I believe Kamabinga played his, his first game as left back in the World Cup so um, and he did great in the World Cup especially in the final what a what a player but yeah uh, let me know what you guys think about Ancelotti about what, what do you guys want to do with him do you guys want to sack him do you guys want to give him another another season you know just to complete his contract or do you think Real Madrid just wants him to take the bait and then just take the Brazil job now because um, if, if Mbappé comes, right? I'm not saying he's coming, but let's say if he does come, I th- I think the team is going to be, you know, really good. But I don't still see a system. We need a system that really, that really um, just complements the players we have because we, we have a team to be dominating because we have uh, creative players. We have Bellingham, uh, Camavinga, Rodrigo, Vinicius, Mbappé, if he comes, and... Um, and you know what? If we have a really well thought out system where we do things intentionally and with a purpose, I think uh, the team can do some real, real, real damage. So, um, so yeah. Until then, I don't think it's. I, I think it's it's just a toy cost to be honest. Uh, Barcelona has added Gundogan, which is a good uh, midfielder. They have a you know pretty solid midfield lineup with Pedri, Gabi. Uh, Gundogan now, KCF, he stays, Frankie de Jong. I think that's a that's a really solid midfield, to be honest. I love Pedri. I don't know what you guys think about Pedri, but goddamn, what a good player. And um, and uh, yeah, guys, Real Madrid, Real Madrid. So let me know what you guys think. Also, let me know if you guys want Mbappé to come, if you guys have forgiven him. I have definitely have forgiven him because he's so good. I don't care if Real Madrid honestly pay... 230 million euros i don't care dude just bring them like i'm so over it uh florentino perez wants to do it he knows the finances he knows it might be hard in the beginning but i feel like we just deserve (laughs) we just deserve it now you know what i mean so guys let me know what you guys think this is all for today see you guys in the next video a la madrid